Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. Um, very briefly, I'm just going to go to, um, just speak briefly around, um, yeah, like how to write a CV, um, cover letter, and then optimizing your LinkedIn profile for, um, you know, just great opportunities that we're looking for. But just before I start, I just want to get a sense of um, the people that we have as just you know, a mix. So if you're still in school, can you just signify by, so when I say school, maybe an undergrad in university, just you know, by show of hands, I just want to have a, what the mix that we have here. Okay. If you're currently in employment, maybe just started work like fresh out of school and yeah, or fresh out of school, let me put it that way. Fresh out of school. All right. Currently working. Okay, and then you own your own business, like you're an entrepreneur and all. Fantastic. So I have a good mix of um, all, you know, I have a good mix of people in the house. So I'm just going to start by, I'll go to our CV, I'll, I'll talk to CV. Um, I think before now, I used to be one of the advocates that would say that, I, I didn't used to believe in the fact that you should have a CV for a different you know, kind of job. I just felt that one-off was good. Father, if you had heard me speak before now, I would probably say that just have one CV, but you know, package your experience probably, you know, put, it, put in the buzzwords and everything. But in the new normal, I realized that having a CV for every particular kind of role you're applying for is really important. But I'll go to that very briefly, or I'll, I'll go to that very shortly, but let me just talk to the basic. As little as these things you know, may be or may sound, where you say, oh, yes, put your name on your CV, make sure your email address is there and all of that. I've still seen some people that have applied for certain roles, beautiful CV, like really great. Phone number and email was missing. You know when they say village people are pursuing somebody, like, you know, that one is the height of villagers really pursuing you. It may be seem very basic, but probably out of rush or excitement, which is why I'm going to go to that very shortly, that when you are done, always review that CV. Like, review it. Be sure that you've put everything. No, no, no mistakes, no errors in your grammatical errors and things like that. And the most important thing, email and phone number is included on that CV. So as basic as it sounds, please make sure that, you, you know, your name, email address, phone number. And then now, even more recently, also include a link to your LinkedIn profile. That's also very key now. Because most times, so you find some recruiters just want to, okay, maybe let me go and look at this person on LinkedIn and just see other things that you, know, you have done and how engaging you are and all of that. So always also include your LinkedIn profile, a link to your LinkedIn profile on your CV. You don't need to have your email, your, your address, Lagos, Nigeria, or Ibadan, Nigeria, or whatever, wherever you stay is fine. Don't, you don't need to put your number 23. Whatever it is. You don't need to put all of that on your, on your CV. Just having Lagos, Nigeria, or whatever that you stay, that city and then Nigeria is just fine. Again, for security reasons too. That's another reason why it's now been advised that you don't put all of your details on your CV because you never know where it's going to get to, which hands it's going to get to. So that's another thing to note. Um, you don't need to have a picture on your CV as well. Yes, you look beautiful and very handsome, but you really don't have to have a picture on your, on your CV except it was directly indicated on the advert. And most times, where such things are indicated is maybe for a job where they want to probably see how you look. So maybe for like a probably customer service or front desk or 
maybe a hostess or something like that. They may, in fact, that they will not even say you put on your CD. They may actually say you should attach a picture. Maybe like, and they'll give you a specification, probably a full picture or um, maybe half-length picture or something like that, just to look at it, just to see how you look. So, except this is required, please do not put your picture. Again, putting a picture on your CV as well can do two things. It can probably come offensive to the recruiter and be like, ah, why is she so yellow like this? Why is she so something like that? Just like that, she has formed an opinion about you and then will not bother calling you. The recruiters too are human beings though. We are human beings. And certain things are like, hmm, I don't think this person knew. Maybe she'll come now. Maybe she'll come. She'll be doing that if she don't proud somebody. I don't want to just come and take my job. Just so small things like that. And they just, you won't get called. So don't put your picture on your CV. That's another thing I was going to highlight as well. Um, something else. So when you, so you have your name, email address, um, phone number, LinkedIn profile, and then now we go to your, a career or profile summary. So just in terms of how, you know, how it's structured and all of that. So you have your career profile summary, and that basically, basically just says that, okay, so say for example, you're a fresh graduate or, a, you know, or probably even still in school. Just give a very high level, oh, ma'am, um, maybe Bukola or, okay, I can just go, maybe I'm Bukola George or Bukola, Bukola is a season, so, Typically, I'll go. Bukola is a seasoned HR professional with over 10 years, you know, so and so experience across the HR value chain. And then I list the areas of, you know, experience that I've had over time. And then I've worked, and I'll talk about the industries I've worked in as well. Just high level. My key skills are A, B, C, and D, and all of that. You can also tweak it. Even whether you're seeing it, you probably apply for an intern job or, you know, um, a graduate training job. Just, you know, again, highlight. I cannot talk about maybe the things you're interested in or something, a particular course you're already taking or where you have, where your interest lies, so to speak. So that's, you know, you can put, just have a, maybe like four to five lines, you know, of like a punchy career summary just to give an overview of what you are and what you're about. And then we move now to, typically, again, before now, I used to think that, I, I, I would feel that, oh, put your education first. But because recruiters nowadays also have time to just go through all of that, and maybe now start looking for your experience and all of that at the end of your CV, start with your experience. So you don't need to go education first. So start with your experience, so relevant work experience. And then you go, starting with the most recent, whichever, where, 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 probably where you're working now, or where you've worked before, the last place you've worked anyway. Start with the most recent, and then you go down. Now, enlisting that is very key that you do not, don't just copy and paste your JD. Um, if you're, and you know sometimes JD can be three pages long, and you actually find people just copy and paste it. The CV is now running to ten pages. On top, what? On top is <laughs> so very key. Just summarize those. Sometimes JDs are just a repetition of everything that you have done. Like in one paragraph, everything they're talking about is already there. But some employers will just go on and on and that. Just summarize everything. Maximum, maximum six bullet points by experience. Speak to the main things that you do on that job. You don't need to have the whole, you know, the, so that it's even broken down. Let's say you're even a financial, maybe a finance person. You have budget management. There's that one who have his own responsibilities. Go to tax, it's have his own responsibilities. Go to, and it goes on like that. But we're saying no, you know, just have, summarize everything into maximum six bullet points. You know, and they just, again, speak to key accomplishments on that job. So you want to use numbers like, so when I say using numbers, I'm saying maybe I achieved 50%, you know, um, let's say cost saving, for example, or so and so, you know, that kind of, just use, just speak to the numbers. Or maybe I'm leading a team, leading a team or led a team of 10, maybe 10 software engineers to achieve, you know, 
maybe 100% ROI. Or, you know, just look for, just use numbers to just, again, it's catchy and it speaks to your achievement. It helps you summarize all of the things you've done in, that your, in your professional experience. So it starts with that and then it goes on like that to whatever number of experience that you've had in the past. And then you can now go to education. So you can make education and certification. So education, I'm speaking to maybe your, your, your BSc, Masters, whatever it is, and a certification. Probably you've done maybe ICANN, CIPM, CISA, CCN, all of the certifications you've done. You can now list that. And then you now have the final bit. You don't need, so interests and hobbies, they're not really, really important, to be honest. You don't really need to have that anymore. And I can just go to, if I reference these two, are not particularly important. But, and if, if at all you must put references, probably it was specified that you put. Again, do not name or list your references on your CV for security reasons too. So just put the references and then available upon request, if you must put it there. But nowadays, it's because before you even get to the end of the recruitment process, you'd have been probably given a form to put in, like to fill a form with your actual references. So you don't even need to put that part on your CV at all. So CPK as education or certification, you are done and you can end that CV. So those are the key things that, or key messages that should be on your CV. I think, I hope I've you know, spoken to that to some extent. I'll speak around fonts and number of pages. Ideal number of pages should be two to three, three at max. And three is maybe you've had like over like 10 years experience or more. Honestly, I, I don't expect a graduate, a fresh graduate to have a three-page CV. I want to even just see one, one page. And nowadays, there's a way you can, if you're very good with Word, there's a way you can actually design your Word document that's, I'm sure you must have seen CVs like that, where you have, it's like divided into three sections. One part will just talk to, uh, maybe you have like the address, everything, and then your skills. The other part will talk something, and then the main, the middle will just go to, and it helps you maximize the space, and one page you are done. So that's what, you know, so maximum, if at all, and maximum, I'm saying three pages if you're an experienced person. A fresh one page is just fine, but make it catchy, make it top notch, and then you are good. In terms of fonts as well, you need to be careful around the fonts that you use. I typically don't like Times New Roman. It reminds me of when I was writing projects. <laughs> so I don't like it. Personally, I don't like it. When I see that CV, like, I said, this person is old school. When I see a Times New Roman, again, that's why I say, recruiters are human beings. And so I'm just trying to tell you the things that come to my mind when I see this kind of series. I look at them like, this person is not innovative. That's what comes to my mind. And I've already formed an opinion about you before I even engage you. And most times, it's true. When you actually engage the person, you realize that truly, the person is not as innovative or creative as you think. And it shows through the recruitment process and they may not even get the job. So use more friendly, more catchy type of... Um, I, I personally use Calibri or Calibri. I don't know how it's called. Well, Calibri, yes, I use that. Or Vedana or um, some people use, is it Georgia or something? I can't remember the name of that font now. Yeah, Georgia. But just something really nice and all that still, of course, still projects your, you know, what you've written, you know, properly and all that. Times New Roman, please just take it out. It's, no long, it's not a, it's too old schoolish. And then, of course, um, PDF your CV before you send it out. Word can distort things. You'll be amazed. It will just scatter the whole thing. And because most times, recruiter, of course, we're now in the world of everything is done on your phone. What happens is that you actually are going through those things on your phone. You can actually log on to whatever it is and check those things on your phone. If it's in PDF, it stays the way it is. But with Word, I, I kid you not, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed. Your, where you put your name, it can be showing down, down, you know, and the person is just like, what is that? And just takes it away. So please, don't ever send your CV out 
to any in what even if you are applying on an ATS or whatever ATS application tracking system, please do not ever send your CV or approach your CV in Word. Always convert to PDF before you send it out. And I'll speak to that application tracking system very shortly. Sometimes, as well, particularly for fresh graduate roles, you may, you may need to apply on an application tracking system. So you have smart recruiters, you have Zoho. I'm sure you have, some of you are familiar with that already. Again, one thing you want to do is while you are doing that. Look at the JD or some things that the advert has said around specific skills that they're looking for and put those words in your CV. Because what happens is when the, the back end, what we do is that we've already created a, fil a filter, right, with those buzzwords. When we, are, when we are downloading or trying to yeah, download those CVs, we just go to those our filtering questions and see which people have said they have ABC. Or, the only time we have used that word may just be once, but because you put it there, your CV will come out. So don't be lazy. Just go to the adverts. Just check those words. Which I said for every advert, customize your CV because it's really, really important. So go to that advert. Just put one or two of those keywords there. Those the words that you know that you know will jump up, particularly when it's talk to uh, qualification. What is required? That's what you need to look out for. So don't look at the JD. Look at where you have qualification. Maybe when they say knowledge of MS office, um, um, maybe one or one year experience. One thing will be an advantage. Just get those words, put it somewhere in your CV, and when it's filtering, definitely when your CV is being uh, when it's been downloaded, your name at least most likely will pop up. So be mindful of that as well. Okay, so I'll go to cover letter before I go to um, LinkedIn. For cover letter, some applications as well also you know suggest that you have that, and the cover letter basically is just like introducing yourself, like a it's almost like giving like a personal statement, like how, like selling yourself first before you now go to your CV. Sometimes decisions are already made on your cover letter. I remember one time, I think my first, my husband's first job, when he was, it was he get, if I, if not, he never showed me that letter actually, but he, you know, he talked about the fact how he, his cover letter was so personal, so like a storytelling approach, and that was when he, when he was eventually called for the interview. That's one thing that they kept referring to that they really like that cover letter was what really pulled them to want to speak to him about it. He didn't have any experience whatsoever in that job, but he got that, that cover letter was already like a seller before he even got there, and that's how he got the job. So a cover letter is like your personal statement. You don't want to make it so, make it like a storytelling app, but just selling yourself. My name is so and so, maybe my name is so and so. Um, I'm applying for this, uh, maybe um, I saw your adverts, or maybe in response to your advert on this particular role, and then go and say, my, my skills and experiences, I've worked in social industry for the past, doing A, B, C, and, C, a, B, C, and D. What is, you know, in relation to that particular role? And then you go on to then highlight, probably if they are talking about certain skills they're also, they also looking for, you then also come back to say how you have demonstrated those skills in your previous experience, or even while you were in school. It doesn't have to be, you, you, you may not have to have worked, probably just being in school, maybe being the class governor of your class, probably even maybe being involved in these students you know, and activities, all of those things always come to play. So talk about how you demonstrated certain things, you know, while you were in school, um, and then you just go on and that just you're giving your giving examples and all. And then you close to just say that, oh, that you know, with um, um I look forward to probably engaging you further on this or and all of that. And they can even just you know sign out yours sincerely, you know, whatever and your name Bukola Jordan and it ends there. So it just is an opportunity for you to just sell yourself first before they go to your CV. So that's really what that cover letter is about. And just, you know, don't copy and paste your CV into your cover letter. That's not what the cover letter is about. Don't copy and not just, because again, when, just as if I'm reading the same thing, don't copy, just say, 
in maybe three paragraphs. First one, introducing yourself you know, and your, you know, how, you, how your role or how you, what you've done in the past relates to the role. Second point will be around the skills you've garnered and all of that. Third one is cannot be around, okay, what you're going to be bringing to the table because of those expenses that you've had and then just close it. Three paragraphs and then you are good. So that's a cover letter. So some roles still, some adverts or some jobs too will require that you, you know, have a cover letter, but that's just, that's just a guide in terms of how you can go about it. And then lastly, LinkedIn. And this is the, this is the Instagram of recruitment. This is the, okay, can I say it's TikTok of recruitment? Maybe not. But I think Instagram is just fine. Instagram of recruitment. Honestly, I can't, if you are not on LinkedIn, please, I beg you, if you, don't, if you didn't even hear anything I said today, please just go back home today and make sure you create a LinkedIn account. I tell you the truth. All this one I said for CV, whatever, whatever it is. Fine, maybe, oh yes, he still has his role, no problem. But I tell you, the first point of call for any job now is your LinkedIn. And having that fully, you know, created, optimized, and you being active, there's no, there's no point also creating a LinkedIn account. And then afterwards, a recruiter actually engages you, and you're now seeing the message two months after. Can you imagine? You now, I've had people like that. My previous role, I was, I, my previous role, I did a lot of recruitments. And I reached out to so many people. And I could see that these people have what we are looking for. Do you know, I left this role in January, no, December last year. One of the particular roles, it was, I think in August, the person was responding to me. I reached out to her last year, November. She was talking to me, she said, August, this is July, that uh, she's not interested. I said, well, who, who was even looking for you before? After many months, and I just tell you, you're not interested. But that's how people miss a lot of opportunities. You, they have beautiful, like, you know that this is what I'm looking for. But they will not respond because they're not even active on their LinkedIn account. So please, I beg of us, one thing today, one assignment, and I hope you all will agree with me. Go, even if you're a, a student, please create your LinkedIn profile. There's this particular guy, I've forgotten his name now. I think he's in, is he Futo? I've forgotten his name. But the guy is so, if I has created such a strong community on LinkedIn, that he attracted, so he always projects himself as like a, um, a prodigy of Tony Elumelu. I'm sure you can remember that guy. And he got the guy's attention. He even invited him, they went when he was in a board session where he was to talk other top executives and all of that. He's still in school. When the guy was going to do his internship, so I think he did it in NNPC or something like that. Again, it was through that how active he was on LinkedIn. So don't think because, oh, I'm not yet, no, I'm not, I've not finished school yet and all of that. Even from they can create a community and it just goes on and they're just engaging and putting yourself out there and making yourself more visible to recruiters. So create that LinkedIn account and in creating it, it's very easy and straightforward. As in, it's really, really easy and straightforward. But just speak to certain things that you must also, you know, be mindful of. This one, you need a picture. <laughs> and not just any picture, please. Not the way I'm wearing a... Which one? Like, what can I use to describe what you know, people wear? Maybe you're at an event and you have other people, you know, maybe one background that's not looking so good or something, and now put it there as your profile picture. LinkedIn is a professional um, um, social media tool. So please, have... It don't cost you so much. You can go to Studio 24 or even a normal passport place or whatever, but just have a beautiful headshot. 
and wear something. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to wear a jacket or anything. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but just something really formal and all of that. You can, you can take a picture in the, what, like what I'm wearing. Nobody's seeing what you're, you know, like I'm wearing. Nobody will see my jeans or anything. Just your headshot that they need. So please have a headshot. That one is very, very key. So that's first of all. That's the first things, first things first. And then still on your subject, there's a place on LinkedIn where after putting your name, you can then put certain things that describe the kind of experience or kind of skills that you have. So for example, on my own LinkedIn profile, you'll see Bukola Judge, and then I put like a dash, and then I meant experience HR professional, um, and then other parts of HR that I'm particular about, people and performance. Um, I think I have a culture or something like that. So things that, the kind of jobs that you feel or what you want to be known for, that when they are searching, your name will always come up. You should put it there. If you're a finance person, you may want to put um, probably finance professional, maybe um, budget management and analysis, you know, something like that. Just put those things on your headline. Not too many. Not too many, but the key ones. And then put it there. So like, even put maybe helping um, organizations discover um, strategies that would help them maximize. Sometimes they put, some people put there as a statement as well. It's fine. The most important thing is that when a recruiter is looking for people in that particular experience, your name will come up. So that's that. So you have your, you have your headshot, you have your name, and then you have that you know, headline. It's called headline, you know, as your, the next thing on, on that bit. And then, of course, you now go to complete. So actually complete all of this. So give a nice profile summary. It can be the same thing that you have on your CV, where you have your profile summary. So put it there, profile summary, and then go to your experiences. So everything you've done in the past and all of that. So just put all of, all of that there. Again, high level, in, um, high level stuff of what you've done. It doesn't have to be your entire JD. Just high level of what you've done. And then you go to education. You go down to education as well and put it there. In terms of contact, well, I don't really sub. If you find me, maybe you have a particular number that you don't mind people um, maybe having publicly. You can put that number there. But if not, please put your email. Now, the reason I said that is when a recruiter also goes to your page and they go to your contact info, most times what you just have there is the LinkedIn profile. There's no other way to contact you. So if you have a number that you don't mind everybody seeing or having, you can put that number there and then also put your email address. Because also makes it very easy for them to, you know, reach out to you and all. And then you have, and then so beyond that, also ask for recommendations from colleagues. So once you, there's also a path for recommendations. So people you have worked with in the past, probably peer colleagues or your bosses, ask them to give recommendations about you or how they, you know, experienced you when you worked with them. That also it helps you also, like, amplify or optimize your profile. And then more importantly, build connections. Trust me, LinkedIn connect, building LinkedIn connection can take, you know, it's not so easy. So to speak, because people, you know, again, I mean, be guilty as charged. I typically also review, you know, before I assess any connections. I just want to be sure that it's people that I, I know, like, either I'm, although people that are not, um, most people, like, if you are a student or anything, I see that provide, I just automatically accept. But some people that you know that, mm, when they come already with more marketing, I'm like, this person going to disturb my life. Come and maybe buy something from them or whatever it is. But build connections. And don't get discouraged when you send out thousands of connections and people don't respond. Somebody will definitely accept it. Don't, don't let that discourage you. Just keep building connection. Because the good thing about LinkedIn is, the way it works is once you, maybe you like on Pastor Bissoy's page, everybody on Pastor Bissoy's connection is going to see you. And then if they like it too, it goes on, so it's like a multiplier effect. You never know where that person you're looking for or who that recruiter will just say and be like, oh, and this person, oh, Bissoy, yeah, Pastor Bissoy, um, linked, um, commented on this person's this thing. Probably the person is okay. And they now go to review your profile. So it has a multiplier effect compared to Instagram where it's just that and that. 
So that's the good thing about LinkedIn. So engage people's posts. Also, when you see, you know, follow. If, if, if people are not even going to accept, then follow them. As in, there's an option to also follow. So you don't even have to maybe invite them to be on your connection, but you can also follow them. Because that way you are seeing what they are doing and comment. One way to increase visibility on LinkedIn is to co- actually comment on people's pages, not like. So don't see LinkedIn as Instagram, where you just like and move on. For you to be to optimize your LinkedIn and be more and become more uh, what's it called visible and all of that, you should actually comment. Even when you're going to say, oh, and then as much as you can as well, create content. I know content creation is a, you know a big job and all of that, but you know, create content it also helps people to like follow. Even if you get five likes, just don't be discouraged. Just create content and you'll be amazed how you continue to gain traction and people will begin to engage more with your posts. I think that's it for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Mrs. Bukala Judge. <laughs> Please give her a round of applause one more time. Do we have any question? If you have any questions, yes, let's do one more minute so that we can wrap this up real quick. If we have too many questions, maybe they will see you. Thank you. Um, so, I'll start from the last something you said, create content. So, what kind of content do we create? How do we become creative, you know? This is not like Instagram where you just snap picture and put. This is a job that you need. How do you become so creative in doing that? And um, I also have another question. Supposing you want to transition from your current, from your current place to another, you understand, maybe your current to another field, um, so how do you put that into your LinkedIn account as well? Okay. Thank you very much. Should I answer? Okay. Um, so to your first question, so content creation on LinkedIn, it can be the very little things. It could be maybe you had an interview that day or something happened at work. Let me give you an example. Um, maybe I'm, so I, I think it was particularly that I was in a training session at the office and there's something that my boss said that really jumped at me. So I just took that out you know, and, you know, put it out on LinkedIn and then I'll build something around it, you know, just to link it and all of that and everything like that. So it could be in the little things. It could be that you went on an interview and maybe something the interviewer said of, ah, oh, I learned something else in my interview today. Never, maybe, um, never maybe mention this or my recruiter, my, my interviewer asked me this question and I learned something new today. How many of you, and of course you want to get people to engage your point, and I'll say, how many of you have also, have also heard this before? Share in the comment section or something like that. So it's in the very little things, very, very little things that happen around you. And to so even get people to even want to read it, you can put a picture, either an abstract picture of, you know, something related to that, or it could be a personal picture of you, but just something, you know, looking professional and all that. Again, when people see things that are um, visual, it gets their attention, you know, faster. Instead of transition, you can actually, on your head, like, interested in, so your, your head, like, can read, interested in, and that particular thing there. And on your profile summary, you can also update your profile summary to say, maybe this is what you have done, that currently looking for opportunities in A, B, C, and D. So you can actually put it in those areas. So your headline, and then your profile summary, and then that will also jump out to the person that is looking, looking to do that. Hallelujah. Any other question? Yes. Good morning, Ma. Um, so, like you said about um, CVs, that we have to create CVs specified for the role we want to play. So, on LinkedIn, how do you go about that? Let's say uh, I'm a photographer, I do video editing, I do social media management. How do I put all of those together in my LinkedIn page? 
So that's so because LinkedIn is not exactly a CV, so you can all of those things you can write on your under your profile summary. In fact, there are also places under LinkedIn that have that talks to skills on your profile. So you can also put those things there at the skills that you have. So it's not limited. So that's the good thing with that. So your headline can carry it, your profile summary can carry it, and then your skills as well under LinkedIn can also carry it. Hallelujah. Any other question? Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.